From beyond the farthest reaches of our galaxy they come. Two brains pulsing with a strange energy. These space brains come to share their love of science fiction movies. Welcome to Space Brains, the show where we joy watch sci-fi movies and then talk about what was good and what was great. I'm Surrey and this is Ma. Hiya, tonight we're talking about Surrogates. It's a 2009 science fiction film directed by Jonathan Moslow. Uh, the writing credits go to Michael Ferris and John Brancato, who did the screenplay, but it is also based on a graphic novel by Robert Vendetta and Brad Wendell. Or something to that effect. That's right. I, I was trying to give the confidence this week, sorry, that oh, I knew sorry. how to pronounce names. I didn't want to, you know, hold myself back. Well, I'm got, trying to be yeah, positive. pretty good. Okay, well, <laughs> speaking of back, it's time to turn back now if you haven't seen this movie because we're going to talk all about This is a spoiler warning, warning. Warning, warning. Danger, Will Robinson. That's right. Turn back now. So the synopsis or brief understanding of surrogates is that we're in the future and it's where humans live in total isolation and interact on Facebook day in, day out. They never leave their home. And how, how they do that is through a surrogate robot that actually goes out. So it's like you have a little mini space brain Surrey and he goes off to work for you. And he kind of looks like a version of you, only younger and prettier, and he's got more hair and a bigger green brain. Not possible. Uh, not possible. No, well, it is possible in this surrogate's future. And uh, anyway, so that is the world that we're living in. And in surrogates, we have a cop is actually forced to kind of leave the safety of his home to investigate the first murder that has happened in a numerous years because these surrogates, well, they can't die. They don't kill people. You know, safety's a lot, lot easier to come by apparently in this world. Uh, so that's my little brief synopsis. I've kind of gone off on a little tangent because I've now thought about little mini surries running around everywhere. Yeah, it's well, creeped me out. That's a whole other science fiction movie. <laughs> so what was your ooh. number one takeaway from surrogates? Sorry. Funny thing you should say, because my number one takeaway is that the short that the hand they use for surrogates is a surrey. Surrey, yeah. Numerous times <laughs> they talked about, have you seen any surreys? What are, you're going to disconnect all the surreys? And I was just, I found that amusing every time I heard it. Yeah, and it is funny because maybe that's why I saw this movie years before meeting you back in 09, all those years ago. And uh, maybe I was kind of manifesting a surrey towards me. Are you real? Are you a well, robot? Well, there's, there's a less attractive older Surrey in the bed in the room at <laughs> the back there. You you're, the, you're the more attractive? Uh, this, unfortunately, Jeez. this is Jeez. the more attractive I could get. <laughs> Budget constraints, you know. Fair enough. That's, that's not a problem. But I need to know. Hope, warning, or experiment, because I have an idea on this, but we'll see if you have a good Yeah, it's always about me, Surrey. Come on. Uh, I think total warning for this film because you just have a really simple... Uh, hypothetical kind of world that's created here. 
uh, you know, so we take the idea of instead of us going out in, in the real world, we have a Surrey. <laughs> Yep. Uh, we we send them off to the world, and of course, if like they get hit by a bus, well, I'm still alive in my bedroom in my pajamas, um, and uh, so I think this is kind of like a warning because, of course, the film details that the downfall of that is, of course, that we lose human interaction between each other. We we lose the touch, the feel, the emotions, uh, you know, living life, don't we? Because that's the thing. If we just live in a bedroom in a little cocoon, we don't get to experience the thrill of like being hit by a bus or not being hit by a bus because I know that sounds a bit weird, but it's almost I'm, like... I get thrilled by death. that daily. A near death can be like, wow, I actually feel like I'm alive. So, but I think that that's that whole point, like falling in love. You know, if we never left, leave, leave home, left home, leave home uh, to experience life, well, you don't get to feel that, do you? That, that experience of well, life. That's interesting because so, I was wondering as I was watching this hope warning or experiment and there's always bits of both, but I'm going to go with experiment. I, yeah. This is why I, normally I agree because it's it's a very strong message in these movies. Yeah. But this one, uh, because I, I got sucked into the philosophical discussions about you know, um, mind versus body duality and, in, and, and when you're meeting people anyway, you're not really meeting their inner self. That's we true. often live internally uh, as a surrogate. You know, we, we put on a masquerade. We have uh, certain social airs and etiquettes that we maintain, which is not what we would prefer to do and so on and so forth. Yes. So I was sort of thinking this is, this is that experiment, which is like, okay, let's turn that philosophy or that metaphor into a, a real physical thing that can be easily observed, like the matrix. Yeah. And then we'll set up like a bit of a story in here, which is, okay, what happens then if... Killing someone's fake identity actually Could kill them yeah. them as well, yeah. as well, which is which is the whole thing. Is that, uh, and I'm sure it has happened. People have sadly passed away when they feel that this world that they built up around themselves has crumbled, without realizing that, as you said, it's the core of humanity inside. That's the reality. Like, yeah, so your business went broke, uh, you know, bankrupt, and you're exposed as a bit of a fraud yeah. in the business world, That's that has destroyed people's lives. But, yeah, the reality is that it hasn't, has it? No. Because what's actually fallen down is this business. It's a masquerade. It's a surrogate. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, yeah, people do get very tight. So I'm experiment. I thought it was it was like, let's look at that from an, in a, with yeah, a real could, metaphor. Like examine that. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. So, I mean, let us know what you think, whether it was a warning, hope, or experiment. I can see Surrey's justification of an experiment. Um, I think warning, but, you know, that's just where I sit. But where do you sit? Let us know. Hit us up on our channels and see what you think would be excellent. What was your favorite scene, Surrey? Favorite scene. I'm going to just pick pick one. Just one. Yeah. Okay. So one is where he's um, running through the dread compound. Oh yeah. He's, he's only got one arm. One arm. But he's running. It's, it's a whole Terminator thing. He's it doing. is. It's awesome. I like that scene. And he slows down, and the guy whose name I can't remember turns around and facing me says, "Hey, you know, stop. We need to talk." <laughs> and then out of nowhere, the car just yeah wipes him out. Yep. Fortunately, he just gets up and he's just continues. a sorry. He's he a sorry. He can handle a car. Continues on, but the I, I always do like these sudden reversal scenes yeah. 
where yeah. you have one thing where you think the scene is going to go one direction mm. and then it's just bang. It's and even when he catches up, when he does finally catch him, then he's just blown away as well. Isn't yeah, it? So it's shot. the same. So they throw us like, the filmmaker throws two things at us. Like a car hits him and you think, oh, he's, he's done. But then no, he hops up and runs away Terminator style and then he's blown away with a shotgun. But it's really good. Uh, certainly later on, I was thinking back to that scene yeah. because it, it becomes the stark contrast then. With yeah, when his, he's human. When he's, he's the only real human walking around yeah. amongst all the surrogates. Yeah. And yeah, like he, he wails on that dude doing the drugs. Yes. Uh, the drugs, the, the shocks, whatever. Yeah. And they're all laughing and, and they're kind of cool about it because it's like, oh, this is a bit of a joke. And it sort of is a bit of a joke, <laughs> it is, really. yeah, yeah. Uh, there's even that football uh, poster, play football, and then it's like there's a guy holding another person's head. Yes. Because clearly they don't have to hold back in football, yeah. and there's enough money involved, they can just build in this over. Yeah. <laughs> so no doubt it. they have, yeah, quite violent games. So that was my favorite scene. Awesome. But what about you? What was what was something science fictiony in this that really caught your imagination? Well, you kind of just mentioned that scene where he's punching on with the guy, and just previous to that, it's that idea of jacking. And so I like this idea. That... Yes, yeah, so I discovered that when I was a teenager too. But oh, go no, on, I know. Tell but me. this involves electric voltage. I don't know if you were doing that when you were doing jacking. Uh, I was going to say, <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, as different a kind of jacking than what I do. All right, fair enough. But uh, um, yeah, I like that they had that little bit of, uh, you know, that that's to me where as humans we add a little bit of a personal element. It's almost like here's robots, but if humans control robots, you know, sex is going to be involved, nudity is going to be involved, and and it was it was interesting that then they brought in that jacking like drugs, you know, mm. like so that, that that again like humans where we we search for a high or you know, getting drunk and, and as humans, that's very human, you know, like we take ourselves and, you know, we're not happy with success and so we get drunk, you know, like to, to ruin our success or something. So I liked that in this scene that they just, they they had this element that, uh, you know, Bruce Willis's wife, I think it was Maggie was her name, um, you know, her friends had come over with a couple of guys and they're all sitting around and they're doing this thing called jacking, which is like some sort of, dildo (laughs) i I thought it looked a bit like a a bong yeah bong dildo thing but it's electric and it like they're just and when they when they hit themselves with it i thought it was a pretty cool special effect that then it lit up their bodies you know like it kind of sent an electric volt through their body and you saw that you know and so i really liked that i thought that was a cool added element to not just the idea of surrogates or technology in the film, but just just like yeah, adding that drug well, extra I like, to it. I like the thing when it first happens. He picks it up, and I thought, oh, it's like a weird. Like I thought it was a bong because yeah. it it had that sort of look as a it glass sort of cylinder like. thing. Yeah. But then he puts it up to his throat, and it suddenly shocked him. And yeah. Went, oh, and, I, and I thought, okay, something terrible has happened. Like this is a mistake. Yeah. No. No, he enjoyed it. <laughs> and so I like that out of that element of danger too. Because let's face it, they're robots. They could have just pushed a button yeah. and gotten some sort of a, a pleasure hit or something. So then the question is, the surrogates are totally controlled by the humans, but like, what are they getting out of that then? Are they getting like a little buzz back? I I figured center? it must be like, some sort of like, uh, it must screw with the circuits because it's electric. Yeah. Uh, vault it's screwing with the sensory inputs yeah so i have a feeling that it probably because the film makes doesn't... makes it send back um strange 
you know, visuals and sounds and, you know, like you can imagine it, it screws the circuits up a bit. Yeah, because I'm, I was interested in thinking about this, the little bit of the science or what this would really be like if, if this was our reality is like, so you do send a surrogate out into the real world, but you must get some sort of physical sensation back. Like, let, and let's take the example of drugs or sex or alcohol or whatever. Like, even at the very start of this film, the young guy goes into the club, he starts dancing with the girl, and he starts, like, making out with her. Like, the surrogates are making out, and, yes, they're in the brain and they're looking through it, but they must get visual. Yeah. Oh, sorry, not visual. They must, so they're getting visual content back. But there must be more to it, right? There must be like some sort of well, physical when, tingling or something. When our Brucey is out in the real world, they take him into like a a, a quick model. Yeah, he's like trying to find another quick replacement. Yeah, and it was like a cheapo one. He said, oh, "I feel numb." He said, "Yeah, yeah. well, it's it's cheap for an yeah. upgrade. You can get sensory input." Yes, yeah, which is one of the, yeah. again I found funny. It was like. It's just a software upgrade. So that thing is already able to do all of that. Yeah. You're just purposely blocking the capability. Yes. You know. But that would make sense in a monetary... Well, they'd certainly do it. They, well, the Tesla does it. <laughs> yeah. And and phones, right? Phones. If you just take phones now, like you could spend 50 bucks on a phone and it's a phone. But if you want it to like go on the internet and you want to take good photos and then you want to share that, you know, you pay more and more, right? Yeah. So it's the same. Like... Or a car or anything. You know, well, like I was more thinking more more. specifically the, the Tesla, the you know, Model 3 and the Model S. You buy the base... Terminators, yeah, the, the Terminators. Machine. Yeah, the, yeah, the Model T1000. Because yeah. so the, <laughs> the, the base model comes with X whatever. Yeah. You pay four grand and they will upgrade the software to be more fuel efficient, basically, or faster, uh, accelerating, or um, enable... It's a bit of a dick mood, Tesla, if it's not satellite. like less fuel efficient. They should make them all the same, but fuel just, efficient. Yeah, you, you can literally just pay. The, yeah. the capability is already there in the car. Mm. You're going to pay to have it unlocked. And there are hackers, of course, who have found yeah. ways to unlock that. No doubt in surrogates, there would be hackers there who would be finding ways to enhance their bodies. Ah, and then, you know, that that's probably the way to push this movie into another realm is like then add in a hacker, add in something that would like, you know. Well, like a guy, some... Like that's the thing. They went to that cheap shop where yeah. the guy was selling, you know, the porn models basically. Yeah, I don't know if you thought that, but it was like all those robots in that cheap shop. I was like, these guys are all like the porn stars, aren't they? Yeah, just, <laughs> I, think, I think they're like the, the cheap... Chiseled dudes, women with the the cheap... huge breasts. They're, they're the equivalent of the, uh, you know, the done up, Commodore, <laughs> uh, which is yeah. a car in Australia, or, or the you know in America would be like the Camaro, you know, like the yeah the, the done up one where someone's put a body kit on it and lowered the springs, and they've tried to make it look a bit more and sporty. Then selling that, <laughs> but it's kind of it kind of has a bit of a a, a cheap look, to cheap it. look like, to it. Yeah, I'm sorry, for, like I'm sorry for anyone models. who's gone out and bought uh, an old Falcon or whatever and then souped it up, but basically, if someone said no, no, here's a Ferrari, you'd go, yeah, okay. <laughs> and there's a difference in the way it looks, and it's the same with these surrogates here. They had like the, as you said, they had that that sort of obvious good looks. Had Whereas obvious good looks. The expensive then... models would be yeah. the ones that looked classically charming. Something you'd, you'd, you'd yeah. attractive, but not obvious. Well, attractive. well, when they went into the VSI headquarters, and that's the place that makes, well, you know, is the the key company. I suppose it's the Apple <laughs> of technology. It's like. 
you know, you saw them on those big TVs and they were like model this and, you know, as the girl in the bikini. You know, they looked yeah. high-end, didn't they? Yeah, oh, yeah, they were, they were the sports like, cars. Like, they, they were the sports cars versus what we're walking in here. Um, so what about, uh, was it, my question to you, Surrey, is was this your first time watching Surrey? Yes, it was. So for me, it, I think it was my third time. I don't really know why because it's only been 2009, but I feel like I did watch this. I think my wife and I watched it just, you know, it was a, I was like, oh, this would be cool. Watched it. And then I think I watched it a couple of years later um, and, and enjoyed it again. And then obviously it came up for us. I suggested it for us to watch this time, especially because you had mentioned you hadn't watched it. I think for me, it's interesting because when I first watched this, I think I saw it around 2009, 2010, pretty, pretty current when it came out. What really st- stood out to me was like the surrogate thing to me was a bit of a, a, a connection to cloning, like that technology of cloning. And that, that was kind of like a trendy, maybe, no, I don't know if it was trendy in 2009, 2010, but that's what I was thinking. Whereas I just, this time I saw it. And I kind of was like, oh my goodness, it's, it's the way that we are with our phones and with mm, Facebook and social media. Like, social like media. people are kind of locked in. And even when you think about, because part of this film without, without going into, they don't, they don't get deep on it, of course, but um, part of this film is what we're just saying. Like these models in the store look like souped up Holdens, whereas these other models look like Ferraris. Well, it's, it's why are we looking at it? Why are we interpreting it that way? It's the same as in this film on... Uh, the analogy of that is the same on Facebook or social media. Like we look at things and it's like, you know, everyone is posing on Facebook and other social media in their best possible photo or they're taking 10, I'm, I'm guilty of it. You take five photos and you pick the best one, right? So it's like, it, so this film, when I watched it this time, a few nights ago, I was really like, wow, this is a real analogy for social media and the way that we're, posing online and mm. people are presenting their best self no one's really presenting their worst self and even when they do present their worst self there's probably something in it for them that they're presenting their worst self and and then even on top of that the way advertisement works on social media and stuff it's like it's like it's all really tailored to you and and I was like wow this this world in surrogates could be an analogy just for the way oh, we are with our phones I, and that. I think so and, and I think you get a, a similar situation where people also then on social media, if they're only interacting through social media, they don't tend to connect or reveal any anything about themselves. No, much. they don't. And, and I've found that myself. Yeah. I've, I've tried to engage someone in conversation and for whatever reason, it always misses the mark. Yeah. It, it really does. If you try to do anything deep, someone will either think you're attacking and then they'll go like turn to the big flame war, and they'll they'll immediately accuse you of being Hitler. <laughs> I mean, sure, I did suggest that perhaps we should all be tall, blue-eyed, blonde hair, but I didn't. You know, I only said that from the point of view that like, that we would look good in swimsuits. Yeah, <sighs> honestly, I know. But <laughs> also, I did start. No. <laughs> And okay, moving on. Moving here. on because you made me feel a bit creepy now. Yeah, that is a little bit <laughs> creepy, I got to say. But yeah, it, it just, it never comes across, you know, and I, I, I always feel like they've, they, I haven't been able to express myself. I haven't been able to connect with this other person because no. I've either been misinterpreted or there's simply not enough room, written words 
uh, very difficult to portray well, complex um, concepts it, in it, a short it, space. It, it, I agree with you there, but it's. I think I think we've almost gone a little bit even beyond that. Sorry, now that that you know, like I post a photo, like oh, I'm having a rough day with my baby, and then the people I'm connected to are like, poor you, you're. Oh, I'm sorry. Hugs, love to you. You know, the, like that, and that, and then the, the opposite is also true. Like, oh, look at me. I've won this competition, or I've done this thing really good, or Space Brains has now got a thousand people listening to it, which it does. And <laughs> so you're just one of them. And uh, and then like the thing with that is, then everyone is looking at that and going, oh wow, Space Brains have a thousand people listening to it. That's really successful. Oh wow, we should we should share this, and it should be bigger than what it should be. Yes, it should be. But the whole point there is like. We're getting this like fake mirage, aren't we? You know, we're not getting the reality of it. Like we're not actually seeing that you and I work hard and we record things and we edit things and we put things together. And, you know, there's a lot of effort involved. And and likewise, if you're raising a child, like, yeah, if it's a good day, bad day. So it's it's this weird uh, fakeness that is going on. So when you're saying having a true conversation with someone, through social media, I don't, I don't know if that's possible to be honest. I don't think you know? so. And if you are interested, it's not science fiction because it's all about in uh, Facebook, Instagram, blah blah blah. Is the documentary Social Dilemma, which is available on Netflix. If you check that out, it basically your initial reaction is that you want to delete it all because it's awful. Um, uh, so go check that out and see what you think. So you immediately post, well, I'm deleting Facebook. You can all, <laughs> right. you know how to get you in touch with me. <laughs> and then you get like a hundred likes and you go, Ooh, yeah. oh, I I'm going to do that. I'm going to do another post <laughs> similar to About that. About I hate Facebook. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's a, it's a weird thing that we, um, that, that we want to go about. So was that your, your experience from watching it the first time? First time. Yeah. I, I liked my experience basically was first of all that it's uh, like Bruce Willis does policeman who's struggling <laughs> well. Like that's what <laughs> that's he, his golden ticket. Isn't that's it? what he is. That's like yeah. like he's he's one. He needs that. to also get beaten up, doesn't he? He needs to have like it's a, it's it goes back to Die Hard. This is the whole thing with him. Like he needs to be bleeding at some point. He, he always needs to have hung like, over. He's got to look hung yeah, over in some look, way. He's got to, and he's also got to be. Like a bit rough and ready, unlike maybe what a policeman is really like. You know, like he's got to kind of be like the leather jacket and the untucked shirt and the. Well, that's because he's honest. Yeah. He's <laughs> silent. I don't. I don't know why that I, means honesty. Uh, well, it mean, no, I don't think it means honesty. I think it means like down to earth. Yeah, he's an everyday he's, Joe. He's grounded. He's not. Yeah. He's not really presenting. Grounded's a good word. Yeah, he's in, he's in touch with the everyday person. But he's always going to be like punched in the head or something, doesn't he? He's like, he's like I don't know if he's he's a great fighter, uh, but he's always going to have like he's always going to be bleeding, doesn't he? He's he he's, like, he can't. I think not he be acts best when he is damaged. Yeah, damaged. Like he's you, you watch damaged. any of his movies where you appreciate it. He's he's struggling. He's always has that. Uh, he's got a headache or he's been yeah. slapped about. See, or he's, and this is a little limping a bit or yeah. something, yeah. And that, let's put a little hashtag here. Anyone that's a writer out there, and I, I read this myself many moons ago, and I never realised after watching Die Hard freaking a hundred times when I was a kid, but I, and I read it in this writing book, and I was like, it's so true. Is in Die Hard, he has no freaking shoes. He has no shoes. And on. he, so it's like the writer has brilliantly put him in a position 
where you know he's 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 stuck in the air vents and you know out of he's got no power technically over these powerful terrorists. And on top of that, he's got no freaking shoes. And then of course he's got to walk through broken glass and he's got to climb through things and he's ble- he's like constantly like bleeding and injured because he doesn't have any freaking shoes on. So it's yeah. just like it's like kicking it's like kicking the hero in the balls. <laughs> And and like giving him an injury to begin with, like you know, so he's already down compared to the bad guy, right? And I and I, so I just want to put that as a little footnote. Footnote. Footnote received. <laughs> Noted the joke. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, what's something? Any recent science fi stuff you've been getting involved in? Uh, no. No. <laughs> I have been talking about this doco idea, but I've uh, decided, I've, re- I've been researching it, I've actually decided to stop it. Um, so I'm actually putting myself in the tracks. Um, I've had some really good sudden success, which I know you shared through your social media. Oh, yes. Um, Just trying to amplify your uh, excellence. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Uh, that uh, the memory sh- short film's been... A finalist now and also uh, selected for another festival which is really super exciting uh, we had a couple of rejections so it was awesome to get a couple of uh, positives so who knows what's going to happen with that and that's got the whole crew all, all buzzing and exciting which is which is awesome uh, and but uh, yeah I've just decided after doing a bit of research with the doco that I'm not going to go ahead with it um, so I'm going to go back to my uh, you know, narrative writing again. Yep. Um, so the plan this side of 2020, before we head over into God knows what 2021 is bringing us, but uh, the plan will be to kind of just super focus on the writing again. So um, I did mention earlier in the year that the next short film is probably going to be a science fiction time travel one. So I'm probably I'm going to like get back into that script. Oh, that that'd rolling. be awesome. So it is science fiction related when I come full circle like that. <laughs> and right. how about yourself? Through, through time. Any, yeah, that's right. Oh, through time. How about yourself? Science fiction related. Science fiction. No, I'm just about, well, it's sort of, I'm just about finished my uh, novella. It yep. was supposed to be a short story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hansel and Gretel retelling. That's right. Yes. It's, it is it. a bit science fiction. It's, it's in a, an alternate universe. Uh, it's, um, it's going to become a TV pilot on Netflix next week. No, it's not really going to be. <laughs> But yeah, that's just about finished. That's pretty good. And I'm recording my audio book. Mm. So I'm just about done with all that. So that like you, 2021. Clean slate. There's going to be some new new, new novels projects. in there. Oddly enough, as much as I love science fiction, I don't tend to write it. Mm. I write in a genre I don't read. Yeah. I don't even read uh, contemporary fantasy. Mm. Uh, Harry Potter might have been the most only exception. It's but interesting. I love it? writing it even though I don't read it. Yeah. I read science fiction. I write contemporary fantasy, which is... But anyway, there you yeah. go. But maybe I've, I've been meaning to do some science fiction. I was, was going to put something together, see see what happens. So do you think that surrogates could be a real scenario in the future, sorry? I think if we had the technology, we would rush into it just as quickly. That took them what, 14, 14 years. years <laughs> well, say so 14 years ago was our current state-of-the-art technology. It took them basically seven years from the full rollout of surrogates to where they were in the film. And I think it would be that quick or quicker. Well, when you think about like the iPhone, right, which and Web 2.0, 
yeah, we'd had all that like, you know, web one was like 20 years in the making. But then once we got web 2.0. 10 years in the making. 1995 is it roughly. That was a real pickup of the first. Yeah, web. but it was already sort of 2005, moving before yeah. that, right? Yeah. I, I won't get, well, let's not go into the day. Okay. <laughs> I've got some numbers, but I, well, let's not get into an argument but over from, that. But from 2006. But anyway, so, like, so from, no, it was earlier than that to web 2.0. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying with the iPhone came out 2006. Yeah, oh, sorry, yeah, iPhone, right, yeah. So the iPhone comes out and it's like, bang, you know, like within within a couple of years, it's just exploded, hasn't it? Yeah, that well, within, we are all walking around with within this three years. Computer. Within three years, the iPhone destroyed Flash media. Yeah, which used to be uh, still some of, but you know, previously all the interactive, maybe game-like stuff on those yeah. animated ads and stuff you'd see on. Yeah, on website. your website was Flash. The iPhone came out and it's about three years, it got killed. Yeah. When uh, Jobs basically said, I will never put Flash on the iPhone. Mm. Good move too, by the way. And it just killed it. Yeah. So you imagine Surrogate comes out, we are making these available to the public for mm. a reasonable price. Yeah. Why would you not get one? No, I know. Even because you would get people who uh, would hold out. Yeah. But no, everyone's getting there. So, give uh, yeah, I, I would definitely say we, we would be there soon as soon as we had the capabilities. Bang, we'd be in what? Yeah. And yeah, I, I can see we would have social disruption of the same sorts because that level of uh, you know technological alteration, social alteration, would just be you would end up with some sort of revolution. Yeah, and also people not uptaking because for example my parents don't have mobile phones what's wrong with a normal phone <laughs> that's right they barely use their normal phone I'm like hardly it's, hard enough, mobile. it's hard enough to convince them like you ring their normal phone you ring it out you get to the message you're like hello is anyone there you can hear me are you gonna pick it up you're gonna pick it up pick it up you're not gonna pick it up okay i'm hanging up right about now hello you're like okay you're there <laughs> yeah, yeah. What were you doing? Oh, we're at the back somewhere. We didn't hear the phone ring. We tried to get to it as fast as we could. You know. So you can imagine them with surrogates. I mean, that would just. No, <laughs> not at all. And yeah, there are plenty of people like that. And, and But they wouldn't probably be the people in like this movie with the prophet. Like they wouldn't move in with that person either. So that's. No, the... that's, that's the. Well, he only had a few extremists, really. Yeah, he didn't have a lot. But the movie at the start implied that in every capital city in America, there was kind of these little. Enclaves. Yeah, and spaces. Reservations. For Reservations, humans. yes. Very so let's, have a, let's get straight in. As we start talking about the plot here. Let's get straight in there. Yeah. And power our way through here because it's. It's a very, I mean, it's it's a cop show. It is, but it requires the science fiction elements in order for the story to unfold. So we mentioned before, Jonathan Moslow's the director. He's, he's directed a few films. He directed a film film that I really loved. It's not science fiction called Breakdown. Oh, I thought you, Kurt I thought you were going to say it was, it was like Debbie Does Dallas or something. Like no, that. sorry, come on. Breakdown. I'm not going to admit that here, but it's Kurt Russell breakdown and Meatloaf. It's a good '90s like thriller thing, uh, and we mentioned before as well, writing by Michael Ferris and John Bratkato. I'm going to mispronounce them on the second round. 
<laughs> Bobby Venditti. Um, and, and that's based on a graphic novel by Robert Vendetto and Brett Weldeal. And of course, we've mentioned the great Bruce Willis. Um, the Australian actress Rada Mitchell plays Peters. Peters. It's a bit confusing. Um, and we also have another Australian actor, James Cromwell. That will do, Pete. That'll do. And I'm saying that because uh, that is the farmer from Babe. A great movie. Oh, I, th- I thought it was just because I was about to shove this donut to my face. Well, yeah, of course. And of course, Bing Rames, who we always like Bing Rames. He's always, he's always yes. that added on guy. Eh? Like he's always that, that added on guy. And he plays the prophet. So we mentioned that um, the story talks about 14 years ago is when surrogates are born or invented. Um, and very rapidly, we have this hey, like you know opening what I, montage. I want to just jump straight oh, in here because there's you're something. You're me already. This movie impressed me right from the start. They could have had text. Mm. It could have said, 14 years ago, surrogates were developed from it's a true. technology." Like in Finney, which we did last and episode, like, had some text. Instead, being a visual media, mm, they yeah. told us through images. Yes, where they showed you little news clips and reports and. Yeah, and, and real stock footage. It's the same technique as the writing, but they're, they're, they're adding in a bit of visual element, aren't they? Yeah, but, but at least that's that. And, yeah. Um, again, I'm wondering how you needed that was, Yeah. really, because it would have been interesting. I, I mean, not every movie can start off sort of in media res and you've got to try and piece it together as you get to about the 10-minute mark. But I do always think, unfortunately, once we talk about you know, big commercial films, I think producers are quite often scared to go into, like, you you could have started this film with, you know, the young man talking to his father and he gets murdered, right? And then it's, like, revealed that they're they're surrogates, they're they're machines, right? But, like, I think producers are so scared to jump into that, aren't they? They they want, they, they like, eh, the audience needs some sort of, background needs some sort of introduction you know yeah. which which for you and i as big space brain nerds we wouldn't mind jumping into the deep pool but people need to some people need to like they need to put their toes in the water but i and think they need to like ease they did it. this well in yeah. that it wasn't just a bunch of text on the screen just telling me stuff yeah it was it was shown and i do like the movies where they do show you show not tell. what happens and so because we talked about that with that Destination IO, Mm. where she got the emails. Yeah. And she was just reading text. Yeah. And you're kind of going, it's a movie. Yeah. Why didn't they show us? Show us a dramatization or something. But anyway, 14 years ago, surrogates. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think that's the same in Planet of the Apes, isn't it? Like they do that idea of like news, you know, it's like apes and and they sort of do us like this film, like where they do show us news clippings of the world kind of deteriorating yeah. or whatever. I think Planet of the Apes does that, I'm pretty sure, by memory. Yeah, so 14 years ago, sorry, it's born. We get these news clips telling us about this thing and we go straight into the young man. We have no idea who he is. No. Uh, he's in a very fancy limo. Yeah, I think being it's a driven Royce. Through, and yeah. he's talking to, uh, I assumed, his dad. Yeah. I don't know if he actually said dad, but you got the idea that was it. And he says, hey, you know, thanks for lending me this one. I was getting really board studying at uni or whatever it was yeah. uh, and it, at that point it was not 100% clear of what he was lending no but since we had that surrogate intro I kind of went okay must be the body I yeah. suppose uh, and 
And they're talking about it's, going to the opera. Going to see Tosca and then, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Very, very cultured. He's, he's driving along, but when he hangs up from his father. Well, hang on. I just want to say, when he, before he goes, I, what happens in Tosca? And, he's, oh. and the father says, they all die in yeah, the end. Just like all that. Oh, don't oh. spoil it now. Sorry. I didn't pick that one up. <laughs> I know. It's a great line when you That's think good. about what actually happens. And then the motorcyclist comes along. <laughs> yes. So if we see the he's been the followed. Car by. drives past, and then a, a guy on a motorbike comes yeah. zipping past. Sinisterly, you know he's on. a bad boy because yeah, it's bad. all black. He's all black, and but he, he's not all black like in a cool leather-clad way. He's in an all-black kind of a bit scruffy-looking way. Yeah, he's a bit scruffy, and he's following this Rolls Royce limo the, thing. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's a Rolls Royce. I think yeah, it's a Rolls Royce. Yeah, uh, and I'm going to say this. And then the the guy <laughs> says, uh, "Yeah, let's let's actually go to this nightclub instead." Yeah. Fort. Foot point? Point. <laughs> yeah, so, and the, they do a U-turn and go down and the yeah. bike chases them. I don't feel like opera. And then they then they cut to the uh, He the goes club, into this club. And, and he does a weird thing, doesn't he? Do all he like, beautiful people dancing. Yeah, everyone is good looking. Yeah. But he also, he does this weird thing like he like climbs above the dance floor and you kind of think, is he about to like jump? And he does. Yeah. And you're kind of like, oh, he's going to like kill himself or something. But he jumps into this crowd, you know, from a couple of floors up. But he just lands and starts dancing. Yes. And, and everyone so, cheers. And everyone cheers. And everyone's like, you know, and he's got, and it's weird dancing, isn't it? It's, it's robotic. Yeah. The mannequin sort of kind of dancing. Moving their heads around it. Yeah. Oddly enough, no one is actually doing the robot dance. No. That would be too on the nose, I think. <laughs> I think that would be too on the nose. But they are doing, they're not doing, they're not very fluid. Yeah, That's no. what I noticed. It's very rigid sort of dance. Yeah, it didn't look like the sort of dancing that I've seen in nightclubs, which tends to be a little bit well, less coordinated. When was the last time you were? Uh, it was back when Vera Lynn was singing, <laughs> accompanied on the piano. No. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, <laughs> anyway, he picks up this gorgeous blonde and starts making it. They dance and then they start making out and they like fly into the alleyway. And they're like really passionately making out. And she is beyond gorgeous, uh, you know, supermodel gorgeous. And she's also not really wearing much, uh, which which was something I picked up on, of course. And um, uh, so they're making out. And then this is where the motorbike guy kind of like walks up to them. Um, he turns around and kind of says, get lost, meat bag. Meat bag. You know, which is kind of like, you know, like, okay, that's just whatever. Um, but it comes back around through the film Meat Bag. Um, and then the Meat Bag <laughs> fires a laser gun. You don't really see it because then the camera jumps outside like the alleyway and it's just this big, blue you know, almost like Back to the Future, like, you know, um, time travel flash through the sky. Yeah, big um, burst of blue energies that kind of goes everywhere. Yeah, and then he's just running out and gets on the motorbike, takes off. There's a bit of an accident. But he, he's fanged it out of there. Oh, yeah, and the accident wipes out a few people. It does. And this is where we see that the people, one of the people is um, like cut in half and he's, he's a robot. He's got these like guts, these robotic guts. Ro- robot guts. Is, yeah. is, we, are, we know what robot guts look yeah. like. They're, they're green or blue. Green. These ones were green. These ones are green in this yeah. film. Yeah. And anyway, in arrives two beautiful looking police officers. Although 
Bruce Willis with hair always looks funny. He does, but he but that's the thing. He's got hair and he's very soft. He's photoshopped. He's yeah, I know. Every, and everyone has that beautiful soft gleam. Uh, I notice there's a particular distinction between meatbags who yeah. look like you and I with with the little wrinkles creases and, and the creases, yeah, whiskers. No one and, has wrinkles, and they were all manic and smooth with, yeah. a, with a sheen. They were sort of reflected just a little bit. Yeah, but I think that's what's clever about this film is. In this start bit, this first sort of 12 minutes of the film, everyone is is like that. So mm. it's, it's hard as an audience to, even though you understand this idea of like surrogates in a way, hypothetically, because everyone is surrogates. You're not sure is that the reality. And it did make me think, sorry, that the first time I watched this, I remember, I think, seeing that opening and getting to the point where Bruce Willis comes out. And I think even like turning to my wife and saying, Saying, oh, is this is this going to be a bit off this film because Bruce Willis doesn't look like that, you know? Like, like, yeah. I, I, like I was kind of sucked a bit in, like, and thinking, is he going to look like this for this whole film? Like, yeah, that would be weird. That would be weird. Like, and I, I kind of was a little bit almost turned off. So, um, but this time around, knowing what's going to happen, it was a bit like, oh, this is kind of cool that he looks like that. He's so soft. He's it's Bruce Willis Photoshop, and he's he's walking so upright. And- <laughs> yeah poised and with such posture yeah and it, i think that the, the hair thing is so obvious because we all know that he has no hair and it's like it's great that it's like he's got this lush set of hair you know rada mitchell to me that's rada mitchell she's a hot australian actress you know like so it's like well that's what she looks like that's, <laughs> what, she looks like. that's what she looks like you know that's but why they've cast the thing her. i like they walked up and yeah, you know, the, the detectives say to the the uniformed officer on there says so what's going on i said well i thought it was just a bit of vandalism <laughs> like vandalism, like like three people got squished by a broken yeah. car. Like, but that's just that's why they said that the crime rate, violent mm. crime, has dropped because it's not people. When you're destroying these things, the people, the surrogates, don't transmit all the pain to the people. No, no. And yes, so it becomes less of a yeah, pain. You're, you're breaking someone's property. It's yeah. destruction of property at yeah. the worst. Yeah. So yeah, it's, but he says yeah, I thought it was just um, vandalism. But yeah. here's something. And so it takes them around. There's there's a couple of bodies on the ground. Yep. And they've got no eyes. And and uh, old Peter says, "Oh, this one's going to need some new optics." Yes. Yeah, like this sort of this offhand thing, which to me, watching this, it's like if when oh, that seems a bit callous, except that they are robots, I suppose. Yeah. But and, I knew and- I knew that this that the operators were dead. Yeah. Because. It wouldn't be much of a movie if the no. operators weren't dead. They're just <laughs> yeah. like, that's the end of the Oh, film. your robots got uh, their eyes burnt out. Yeah. But at this point, they don't 100% know that. They know that something's gone wrong, but they don't know that. So it's it's kind of like they are. They're treating it like damaged property. Um, they have these burnt out black eyes, and then they but they can't identify the young man. So, again, there's a bit of He's mystery an there. He's an unregistered uh, surrogate. But the woman, they can't. So they head to her house. Cam. Cam uh, Jones or something. And they head in and the mystery here is, of course, then they they, they find the controller and it's a big, huge, fat the man. opposite yeah. of the beautiful woman. Mm. And and that's, of course, why I think they said that the crimes of things like discrimination so they'll drop because people, uh, it's, it is much like online. Yeah. People don't pick on people for their avatar online it's yeah they try to guess it at the person behind the avatar yeah. and if you've done it right they always get it wrong yeah and and that's the case here it's like basically these people are 
Yeah, it's just some hot shit. And, and I have to admit, like, if you had the money, you'd, you'd have a range of bodies, wouldn't you? You would. You'd go, wonder what it's like being, like, really tall yeah. or short yeah. or a, a woman or a man or a, yeah. you know. Well, Bruce Willis got a, hair. You a know, powerful like you, athlete yeah. or, yeah. you know, you'd, you'd, it'd be your fantasy sort of thing just to go out as, as this sort of person. Why not? Why not? Yeah, I mean... Because we're also talking about a society where that has been pushed to the extreme. Like, yeah, the, even the everyday person, like, that is commented that Bruce... Oh, she... Rada Mitchell says it to him that later in the film, oh, you you do look like your avatar. Like, yeah. surprisingly. Yeah. Whereas most people make their avatars look a bit different, you know, because yeah. we all do. We're like, oh, I don't like my nose or my chin or whatever, so I'll change that. And, of course, ends up not looking like you. <laughs> Whereas Bruce Willis is kind of, it pretty much looks like him, but he's got hair. He's got hair. He's obviously <laughs> like the hair bit. And younger. And yeah, smooth skin. But yeah, so they they go track down Cam and they, they go, okay, they discover that Cam's really properly dead. Yeah. And and he says, we've got our first, he says to his boss that we've got our first homicide. First homicide. Yeah. Right. How long has it been? And there's no answer to that question. 14 years. <laughs> exactly when surrogates were born. Um so they go to VSI here and um, the VSI guy has lawyers and um, when they're questioning them, they basically, and I like this because it's just setting the tone of the story of the, the surrogates is, and they say, no, that's impossible. Like surrogates have jumped off bridges and they've, you know, been sure, shot and, and they've exploded. been hit, exploded and the, the owners are totally fine. So it's not it's not at all possible for this to happen, you know. And they sort of shrug it off. All right. Mind you, as a software program, it really bugged me and they said, "Oh, nothing's gotten past their safeguards. No, their fail safes." And I was, I was like, "Yeah, like the number of times I thought I've written software that had fail safes and it would definitely work." And the very first error message in my log when I start the application up is that very thing that should <laughs> never happen. But it's 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 the ultimate. Uh, you know, th this is the the standard response of any of these companies, and it's like even Apple or Samsung. You know, when Sam remember when Samsung had those phones blowing up on people, mm. whatever it was, the the S nine or something like uh, in the first the couple of months, the Galaxy Note, the Galaxy Note, like in the first couple of months, it set a hotel room on fire and this and that. The first people, and they're like, no, it doesn't do that. Like no. that, that's the first response. Like they don't never admit to. We, it. We've done extensive testing. No, and it's fine. It's barely ever killed anyone in a fire. The extensive tents tests are on the public for the first couple of months. And if it lasts that, it's good to go. Yeah, if it doesn't, fine. recall it, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, but, but also, like, it's very similar to other films like this, like iRobot, uh, iRobot, the idea in, in that, and we need to do that film, actually, sorry, at some point. But, it, you know, in that, in that the, the impression is that the robot kills a human when, in fact, that breaks the rules of robotics, which we have talked about on this mm. show before, and so, like straight away, the company that creates the robots—it's the same scene, actually. That like, the scene they say yeah. to Will Smith in that movie: "Oh no, no robot kills a human. Like that's impossible. Like it breaks the rules." Yeah, yeah. It's a very like you're you're wasting your time. What are you doing here? Go investigate the murder, but well, not see, here. That's why, of course, they went down to engineering level. Yes. When they left the lawyers, because—and this is the thing—if you go talk to my bosses. In business land, yeah, that's a uh, software doesn't have any problems. Yeah. It's all perfectly fine. Come down and talk come to down me. Come down talk to you. <laughs> and I say, well, well, have you got permission? I always, I did feel that it was kind of funny that they did that in this film, and like the guy never asked, "Do well, you have permission?" Like, exactly. Like if 
if the police came and asked me, like where I work, they said, "Hi, this is you know so and so. We're from the federal police. We'd like to ask you some questions just about the software and the market." I would say, "I, I'm really not in a position to talk to you about that. You'd have to talk to, you know, we. You have to talk to this this fellow." Uh, I was about to say his name, but I won't. No. He's he's like the head of PR and, and yeah, media yeah. relations. You got to just talk to him uh, because I'm not but trained. Guess, I'm I not mean, trained for that. I guess if it was Bruce Willis and they turned around and said to you, "We've already talked to him and he sent us to you," you might then go, "Oh, oh okay." Well, right. some people might. I would. <laughs> We've been well trained. If it's Bruce Willis, <laughs> We've been well trained that we're not allowed to say anything that yeah, hasn't I mean, been officially. Even where I work, man, we've we've had media. that email three or four times. Like you never answer questions yeah. from journalists or the if, police. And if stuff. it's not publicly available, no. you don't say it. No. And if it is publicly available, just point them to the publicly available information. And then they might come back around to you. Anyway, yeah. we're going down a weird path now. Oh yes, um, but, because... but yes, he asked. He asked the, and it's funny because he's got the. He's this tall, like, like notably tall black man. Black man. <laughs> smooth glistening handsome skinned face yeah handsome skin handsome face with glistening smooth skin mm, yeah i'm not sure which way around you do it Sounds but good. his little id badge has like a, a scrawny a, a, little a nerdy white dude, white dude <laughs> glasses. with glasses and balding on top the opposite the polar opposite. opposite which again reflects what you said before that if you could you'd probably have a go at a surrogate that I'd, doesn't look I'd, anything like I'd you i'd love to have a go see what it's like being like seven foot tall yeah it'd be really not? interesting to find out mm. And yeah, and so it's yeah. But then he talks and and looks at the uh, the ID chip and finds it's been fried out. He says the only other thing we've had this is the military returned a couple of GI Joes. He says with the optics missing. That's right. Yeah. And so they go, uh huh. Next stop is the, the military. military. But in between that, he um, uh, good old Tom is uh, at home. He yeah. wakes up at home. And oh, we see his real self. Yeah, we see. We Which see. Looks, his real it's the it's the Bruce Willis where we so Bruce Willis. We he's know looking like. rough. Yeah, he's not properly shaved, and he's he's a bit grubby looking, and he's he's wearing a bathrobe. I feel a bit for the actors in this film because the ones the ones that had to play like themselves as the rougher version, I think they really upped the ante because about especially Bruce in this moment. I think later he probably doesn't look too bad. He looks like Bruce Willis, but. They deliberately kind of made them all look a little bit rough on the side of their other versions. And, um, yeah, so when he wakes up out of his computer bed, whatever you want to call it, um, yeah, he looks a bit rough, doesn't he? A little bit rough. He, he, he staggers out. Uh, he, he goes, um, he walks past his wife's room, like room. another room where he sort of looks at the door, doesn't do anything. And he, he walks on. Uh, and he looks into another bedroom, which is clearly yeah, some a kid's room. And yeah. I, I got to say, I don't think it's healthy to maintain a bedroom the way it was when uh, when they died, because no. you would invent, you'd do this, wouldn't you? You'd yeah, walk up you and you'd pick up the toy or the ball. In this case, is because it's American, a baseball and mitt. And I've got to, I've got to ask some American dads out there if that's really that common that you could throw the ball, um, you know. Is it that common? Let me know because I but suspect again, it's not or it depends on where you come yeah. from in America. This is supposed to, to be common. Boston, which I think Boston is a big baseball place. That would be the, the Boston Blue Jays. 
No, the Boston Sox, <laughs> I think, isn't it? From the movies I've seen. I'm I think really it's sure. the Boston Sox. I seem to think there's socks, red socks or something involved. Yeah, I don't know. But, but, but uh, yeah, I mean, I guess the thing is, sorry, <clears throat> if you did the equivalent here, you might do in WA, over in Sydney, you might do a, a rugby ball and here you do like a football ball. Yeah, the AFL but ball. But like, does the every home have it? No. Like even I am into football, but I don't even do it with my kids. Just, but it's just it's just the symbol of it. It, it? is. Because, and, and this is sad because he picks it up and looks at it and it's sort of think, dude, you've got to get rid of all that because yeah. every day you're going to come out and look at that. Yeah. And you're going to be giving yourself PTSD here. You're going to be reliving the pain <laughs> yeah. and trauma. But then in these, these examples, maybe that is also a character trait, isn't it? So it's like, no, they haven't moved on. They have not moved no, on. No, Bruce Wells has never moved on. He never movies, moves on. He holds a grudge. So he, a he, he walks I hate all cars. out of there and his wife comes out. Yeah. But she's like a model. She, she's like she's a good looking immaculately one. dressed, looks immaculate. Yeah, boobs out, but, hair done. Yeah, you know, and, he, and he talks to her and... But he's, she's there's clearly a distance between the two of them, yeah. and he wants to go on a holiday. And she says, "Yeah, have a Hawaii. Yeah, we, oh, there's some rental models over there. You know, rented this big surfing guy." And he says, "No, no, just us, like really." And she's like, "Oh, don't be ridiculous." Yeah, she doesn't want to do it. He she, wants to. He wants to go real with his wife, and she doesn't. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so then back to the case. Uh, the two of them, so um, Peters and. Greer, uh, Willis, determined that uh, the person that uh, was behind the laser gun, they come across that as this Miles Strickland. Strickland. Yeah. Yes, that was his name, Miles. Um, And they they realised that, uh, you know, he's not using... They they came across it that he had been arrested and then released without really any clear reason why he was released. Mm. So this is why he kind of was flagged. I think Peter's sort of was researching and found this guy. Um, and they, so they, and he's, he's used some sort of weapon to disable the surrogate system, you know, and then therefore kills the operators. Um, so they, and, and so they, they're, they're, that's the system that, that they realise is that this is the person. They've got an image of him, you know, good old mugshot. Uh, so they run it through the system. And this is where we learn yeah, The that. system is a whole bunch of, Surrogates, like surrogates, really stripped. They're stripped down surrogates, they are, yeah. aren't they? Which just they would be. They eyes would be. on a eyes, torso, yeah. looking at monitors, and so, there's people behind them. So rather than using AI facial yeah. detection, they're actually using people. Yeah, who are they mentioned that one of the guys, Jeff or Joe or Jerry or one of his yeah. one of his best pajamas. one of his best searches is just retired on a yeah. beach in Maine, it sits in yeah. his pajamas and does this work. You know, and we have this head IT guy that's sort of overseeing it all, which is basically a chubby version of you, isn't it? Sorry, <laughs> yeah, you're chubby. <laughs> it's pretty big, but I, I think they chose him because they they could have easily just chosen a rather ordinary looking person. Yeah, but this is clear that no, like in theory, yeah. no one would choose their surrogate <laughs> to be so awkward. No, so he's a real guy. So he's clearly a real guy, and he explains that there's they haven't been able to create a surrogate that can keep everything in his brain. But he's also like that character has been in not the not that actor. I'm yeah. talking about Adams in the character. There's other films I've seen. There's this guy. There's this IT oh, guy, big always. fat dude, and he's like brainiac, and even Jurassic Park in a way. Is, is that same idea. Like there's always this like big fat guy that's like running the IT department or surveillance department or something. And 
and and I think the impression in Hollywood is they're big and fat because all they're doing is sitting there on computers. They don't do anything else in their life, and so they they're just huge, aren't they? You know, I, like I'd, it's funny. Uh, in my IT department, uh, no, that's just it's not the case. <laughs> Everyone like you guys do plays yeah. hockey, goes running, works out of the gym. You know, does boxing and all, know. yeah, all. Well, this is the Hollywood version of you, sorry. This is our Hollywood CEU. Ah, <laughs> so just give up, put on the weight, grow the beard, do untuck they, the shirt. Do they pay better? The like, you know, like, <laughs> uh, I'm holding in. I'm wearing a corset at the moment. Um, anyway, so Tom attempts to. Uh, sorry, and we also reveal that Surrey can actually pause the surrogates and this is a bit of a gray area yeah <laughs> and i liked a... that i liked that he's like right. eh, it's morally gray. A, an assault ongoing <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's terrible what he's what, what he pauses you would go yeah you would pause that right yeah for sure like, like you had the power to do that and but, he says don't worry we're the good guys yeah but peter and that's the thing peter's questions she goes you can do that like are you allowed to do that and he's like nah, we're the good guys yeah <laughs> And, and, like, it's a good thing. Like, there's these two men that are going to assault this woman and he just, like, pauses them. You know, like, he pauses, pauses them in, in midair. Um, and then she gets away. So it's, like, a good thing. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, but then that means he could pause anything, right? And this is always it's a 1984 thing. It's, it's like, once the power shifts mm. to that ability, like, where does it stop, right? It's, it's like, not long until we yeah. have problems. Well, because, like, yeah, what he stops is a good thing, but, like, what if you were asking for a promotion and they did it or you were uh, you were asking out someone that he likes and he pauses you yeah. so that you can't ask them out or can't ask them to be your wife or something, you know? like So it's like, how? where does that go, isn't it? It's like, where does that power go? We lose our um, individuality and that's mm. the problem. That's always the rebuff of... AI technology, of course, is that we lose us, our humanity. Finally. Jesus. Drop mic. I'm done for the night. Yes, done. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Tom, uh, apparently there's more to this story. Tom attempts to, um, uh, you know, go get Miles Strickland. And this is where we get this awesome, I think it's just like yeah, Hugh the, Bruce Willis action well, scene. Well, yeah, they, they put out the APB on him. Yep. And the, the uniformed police track him down and chase him, chase him. They're he, never going to get him. He goes down in an alleyway. A whole bunch of the cops down there. And Bruce is flying in on a helicopter to join the pursuit. Of course. And then this guy's cornered in the alleyway with, with a whole bunch of cops there. And he just turns around and unleashes the gun. And you realize how dangerous this thing is because yep. he just blasts, I think there were five of them. Five. Just, and they all just zapped out. Their eyeballs popped and the streams of power went everywhere. And not only that, then the helicopter came over and he turned the gun on the helicopter with Bruce Willis in it who quickly, you know, fell to the side glasses and off. took his thing off before he got hit by it. But the pilot was not so lucky. And no. the helicopter's flying down into dread territory, which is yeah. Which, yeah, the reservation of um, you know, humans who aren't surrogated. <laughs> and, and then he pops his... Unsurried. They're not surried, they're unsurried. <laughs> he, he's unsullied by unsurried. They're, they're, and he puts his little headset back on again and rejoins and he's... Body's thrown clear of the helicopter. It loses an arm. Mm. And now we get action sequence. This is... And I, I quickly checked the timing of this because I, I'm always curious to know, you know, mm. these the beats. This was just coming up to the midpoint. So this yes, really is, awesome. as you said, the, the promise of the premise. is like, yeah. okay, so you can do all sorts of dangerous stuff. You can do stuff that you couldn't do as a human. Yeah. This chase scene Q. embodies the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. 
Q, Bruce Willis against a human who's kind of from the reservation idea that's like blowing people apart and he's he's wandered into their territory, hasn't he? So it's like, yeah. again, like we said at the start, like he runs and he jumps from sea container. It's all old school shit in this place mm. as well, if you notice. Like he's jumping from sea container to sea container. Things are broken. Things are busted. Um, he does some Terminator shit here. That's yeah, he cool. He, the the guy he's chasing twists his ankle on a rock yeah. on a brick, and then yeah, Bruce Willis I suppose to like match on him, top of him goes onto a, a girder which gives way and then he falls yeah. and goes dum 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 dum. So like the guy who twisted his ankle is like hobbling along, yeah. and Bruce Willis just fell from three four stories up and banged on every <laughs> branch of the ugly. He just stands up, you know. He stands up and starts chasing him again. Yeah. So, well, he, I mean, and as you mentioned before, he's running along with one arm here, pissing out the green, the green goop, <laughs> the green yeah. goop. <laughs> but but this is this really is the whole um, fun and games. Yeah, it's, it's, games. It's telling us this is what the world of surrogates is like. Yeah, and isn't it cool? Yeah, and he gets he gets mowed down by the truck, uh, the yeah. yeah pickup truck I think they call him, and then uh, shot eventually and destroyed. His yes. surrogate is destroyed, and he pulls the, the headset off and he's like got a bad headache and he's he's in a bad condition. Yes, he is in it. He's good old Bruce bleeding, as we said before. Um, we once he's kind of back and he, he's you know back in the real world and his droid's been taken away. He's he's contemplating everything he's learnt. Um, uh, we we have the scene where Strickland then is awoken by uh, not uh, yeah Strickland is awoken by um, the dread leader the prophet the yeah, Rames, yeah profito and he kind of says where's the gun and he, he's not you know who gave you the gun he's questioning him with two big thugs he doesn't give much away but then in the it, it, you know like it's implied that then in the next scene um, no sorry that doesn't happen straight away sorry I was going to jump ahead but yeah he, he's he, he's he's like not in a good way, you know. Like with this prophet, it doesn't seem like the prophet's a nice guy. No, he's not. He's not pleased with it. And so then, with the uh, surrogate destroyed, Tom is actually then forced to interact with the real world, yeah, and that's has, a great scene. Isn't he has it? a like, moment in hospital. Yeah, he has a moment in hospital. Uh, and I think the significant part here is his wife comes in. Yeah. Because she is concerned about him. She is, even though they seem to be but distant. She's still the surrogate. She's still. D- Concern, but you can see, and Bruce does a great job here. Just that little bit of, <sighs> yeah. He's, 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 he was, he, he was, he was hoping that he's the wife going, oh, my wife's, ah, uh, but it's just a robot. Just a robot I'm yeah. not going to get genuine empathy here. Yeah. But it, it was important because it showed that she still did, she was still genuinely yeah. concerned about him, yeah. but was not able to get out of herself. Yes. Um, and uh, so when he returns back home, his wife has some friends over, and this is where we have like that jacking up scene. Um, so the the let they give each other jolts of voltage, and they, they jack each other off. They jack each other off, basically. <laughs> I found it ironic, of course, because we just had the scene where uh, old Mister Greer has just had a few swigs of booze, as yeah. Bruce Willis's characters do, and sort of wanders out there, and, and then asks his wife, "Us, oh, so you know." Do you jack? Yeah. And she goes, no. And like, Do you think... jack off? No. And I was, I was thinking... Do you jack off? <laughs> but it's okay to get drunk? Yeah. Considering this isn't a, a, a chemical going into their body yeah. to affect their consciousness. 
how are you judging these people for what is basically a fairly harmless yeah pastime but i suppose there you go but they do they the thing is in that sequence he he goes off he gets drunk the wife is jacking off the guys the guys are jacking off themselves <laughs> sounds funny now now that you've said that i want to keep going with it and they're jacking each other off and they're having a good old jolly time it's, it's a big, it's a big <laughs> jacking party <laughs> will bruce willis is just in his bedroom drinking a bottle of wine by himself he comes out and he, i like when he comes out in that hallway because he's he like tries to like walk cool, but he's drunk. Yes. And like so, there's a little moment. There's just a tiny moment there. I think it's like weird. like it's, it's a nice subtle moment of him like adjusting the jacket. Like I'm cool. I'm not drunk, you know. But he's drunk, you know. Like it's good. And Bruce does it so well. Like, yeah, it's a very I, subtle. I don't know if he's got his own drinking problems yeah. or if he's just uh yeah you know, just a, a good a, observer. Such of a that. good actor of that. But he he did it really well, and then he confronts the wife and. Has a moment where the guy, you know, like she, he beats up the guy, and then, as you said before, they're all laughing, and it becomes a Terminator face, you know, like he's That's pounding, terrifying, isn't he's it? pounding this face, and they're all laughing, you know. And um, if he was doing that to a real, like I think he even stomps on the face, doesn't he, or something? Oh yeah. But yeah, like, and they're all just laughing and laughing, even the robots laughing, you know. Um, and then he leaves, and uh, in the in the hallway of the apartment, his wife comes out, and they have this heated moment. Uh, and he's saying he wants his wife. He wants the wife he married. He wants he wants the woman. He wants he wants her in front of her. And she's basically denying that, saying that will never happen. <clears throat> and she, they end that discussion. And then we we do actually see, uh, I think the the model the the um, robot walks into the wife's room after that argument, and she's crying. She's a much older. She's a much older woman than the surrogate, and she's actually got quite a large scar down her mm. one of her cheeks, and she's got grey hair, and and um, you know, so she doesn't at all look. And I liked that because it kind of gave more context to her because we hadn't seen her before that, yeah. and so it kind of. And again, in this whole world of surrogates, where we are having all these beautiful people, it's suddenly like the we've seen the reality of Bruce Willis, but Bruce. Bruce is not that different to his surrogate, whereas then, like, this is, like, quite an extreme difference. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I liked that. And, and, and that happens then after this scene. It actually happens more and more. So, again, you saying the beats, like, as we now head from the midpoint into more seriousness of the film, we see that more and more. Like, we see the real people. You know, more yes. and more we, it's we revealed. Saw, we, we, we see more people in their... In their real... Little- Chairs, their yeah. spaceman surrogate magic <laughs> chairs. Uh, anyway, so he learns <laughs> and nappies and nappies and stuff. Uh, he learns that VSI, the big company, um, then originally produced this weapon that was designed to load a virus uh, that overloads a surrogate system and thus disabling it. Yeah, um, the idea so was just through... simply to disable all the enemy soldiers' surrogates. Yeah, and in an oddly moral or ethical turn of events the military dude says well when we just you know tested it it killed people people yeah. we immediately destroyed all of the weapons yeah except this one obviously got out yes and so i was quite surprised i going yeah. wow so they've actually painted usually they paint the military as going they do well we wanted this you know it's our super secret weapon and we're, yeah. here, we're going to use it on the bad guys you know and you sort of go you creepy murderous bastard but this one was like we just thought yeah if we could just disable all the surrogates all at once yeah then they would be done and then, then we could, yeah. the war would be over yeah. and you kind of go well that's that's quite 
good because yeah. yeah all of the controls would just sort of wake up in their little chairs and go oh oh that sucks yeah but yeah and when they found out you kill people not nah, can the whole thing that's crap yeah so that which is i think is a very sensible thing i think it was extremely super super uh, sensible so he, the he he has this conversation with him the military general and because he's revealed that there's still a weapon, he, he's like, oh, well, where is the weapon? He's like, oh, this guy has it in the ref, refugee, uh, no, the um, reservoir, reservoir? Reservation. Reservation. <laughs> reservoir. Um, so he goes, we'll handle this, and then takes off. So then Tom goes back because he's, he's realized that in all of this, someone has uh, given Strickland the weapon, and it must be his actual captain, Andrew Stone. Who... Who would also explain then why Strickland didn't get charged with his earlier yeah, offences? So there's some sort of connection going on with his boss and his so his FBI superior, um, and so he then kind of goes back in. And although he's been not allowed to come back into the office because of what happened earlier, he um, he kind of makes a big scene with the other police officers in front of Stone saying, oh, it's good that you're going over to the private sector. And then so Stone says, come into my office. And uh, then when he's in his office, he tricks him and stabs him in the back of the head. Yes, quite brutally. Quite brutally, but it's the surrogate, so the green ooze comes out. And um, he pulls out the chip and then logs on to his computer to see what some more information, I think. Yeah, he gets... Gets all of the data, including the weapon codes. That's right, the weapon Downloads codes. Downloads it all onto a USB. At the same time, and this is a good twist in this movie, is that Jen- uh, Jennifer Peters uh, is sleeping in her bed and we have this random guy suddenly like looking at her and then goes in and kills her. Well, you realise that, in fact, it's the dude from Cantor's security. But you don't. I didn't recognize him as that. No, I until didn't recognize him that either. After yeah. when when Brucey boy, you know, Mister Greer shoots him in the gut several times with a gun. Yeah. To disable him. So we the, sort of have this moment. It's weird, but because there's two plot points going on here. Like Tom's kind of realized, you know, all this stuff about VSI and the military and all this sort of stuff. And instead of like kind of getting back to his partner, his partner is then murdered. Um, and, and hijacked. And then hijacked. And then at the same time, the prophet is saying, oh, you, you see that scene, he reveals that he has the weapon, the prophet, and he actually says to his goons, take this and give it to Peter, which is then like a weird thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it was unclear to me whether he was sort of being, you know, moral. It was sort of given that idea as, like, okay, hand it over to the police. Yeah. But the way he said, and only, no, only like to Peters, I went, bit, yeah. you know, okay, no, he must something... he must know the hijacking yeah. thing going on there. Um, yeah. Uh, so military to, raid. Sorry? Military raid? <laughs> yeah. Military raid. Always good to cue military raids. Cue to the military raid. Big choppers come in over the city, land on the reservoir. Why do I keep saying reservation? Oh, reservation. I, I'm wondering actually if if uh, any American listeners to, can get in on us on this because the term <laughs> the term reservation is what they've used to well basically the holding pens for the Native Americans. Yeah, that's what I thought too. As like and, and it was originally sort of a 
a kind of a land deal of here you are, you can have some of your traditional land. The same thing they did here in Australia. But it became, it's referred to as a reservation and and there's been quite a lot of political and, you know, social upheaval regarding the disposition of those reservations and the people on them. So it'd be interesting to know if, because I I don't know any of the history of that, to know whether using the term reservation for these uh, dreads, these, these human purists, is in some way a, a mirror or a commentary on that. I don't know. So maybe someone needs to get in touch because I'd like to know I would too. if that has any... I keep saying the wrong words. I feel like they need to tell us. They yes. Need to tell us. Also, <laughs> could we just call them reservoirs? <laughs> yeah. Is that okay? Can they just be like dams, you know, we, lakes that we, we just get water change. from? Uh, I think... I think Traditionally or classically, the reservations are actually very low quality land. Yeah. Very hard to farm, very hard to live on. Yes. They're, they're sort of the, the, the scrappy crap that us white guys didn't want. Yeah. But it'd be good to get clarification on. I honestly just, I just don't know the uh, no. background to any of that. So um, the military raid happens. They come in and very quickly there's a bit of a gunfight. And in fact, uh, the prophet is shot dead. And when the military come up, they realise that he is a surrogate. surrogate. And with that, we have a flash to Cantor. Who would have thought the guy that invented surrogates is actually controlling the prophet character? We see the last image of the prophet's view. And when yeah. the prophet got shot, I thought he must have been wearing armour or something because he, he yeah. just walked out and just sort of stood there and, and yeah, got shot. shot. Yeah. And I thought, oh, he must be wearing something. Mm. And they've got to have captured him, and then there's going to be some sort of interrogation or something. But no, no he's he, just shot dead. He's, he's shot just dead. a. Um, a uh, again, the military were very, very kind in this. Like, yeah, yeah. They said, yeah, no shooting, especially you know the human targets. Yeah. Uh, unless you absolutely have to. And then yeah. one of the guys got shot in the leg, and and he really didn't take it very well. No. He went, oh, he, he kind of looked, you know, um, sad or or like like a kid getting hurt. Mm. So that was quite good, and and they shot back, and they were very reserved for their shooting. Yeah, like and they, they they shot back to, but they still took hostages. Yeah, yeah. when, when yeah. hostages captives, I captives, terms yeah. when prisoners. <laughs> prisoners. Yeah, well, as soon as the people sort of dropped their guns and put yeah. their hands up, they, they didn't just keep an eye on them. Yeah. Whereas I got to think that military the military now are kind of just shoot. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, that that's what they're training. Their training yeah. is to neutralise their their enemy. They're not they're not there to. They're not police officers. No, that's right. You know, they're, you know, they're, they're not trying to arrest people. No. Uh, and they're there to try and recover a very deadly weapon that was going to be used to kill their friends. So so it was quite nice. It was this very unusual depiction of the military, I think. I think so. Um... Military on the canvas. So the military. And <laughs> um so yeah, he uh, he confronts his wife actually, Tom. He comes where she's working, and he pleads with her now. And she's the equivalent of a beautician. She is sort of like a modern. You Do see her like she peels off someone's face, which is pretty cool. He's going to adjust the cheekbones or something. <laughs> um, and he's pleading with her to be her, and you know, be the you know, be the couple that they should be again. He's he's, he's just harping on always. And, and I th- think she says something like, you know that beautiful, strong woman that you fell in love with, she's dead. She's gone. She's, she's gone. gone. This is who it is now. And then, and then she vacates her surrogate. Yeah. Just leaves. And we, we do get a shot back at her. Yeah. She's upset and she's got this whole bunch of pills and pill yeah. bottles there. So she's clearly 
has not coped well with the loss of the child. No, no. And that, that's an interesting, again, you saying like clean out the bedroom, sure. But this is the thing, they're not coping, are they? You know, no. like neither of them, he's probably gone into his work and she's, you know, gone into her pills and her body and they have this escapism of the surrogates, don't they? Yeah. You know, this is one of the issues of the surrogates. Flash to Surrey in bed staring at his phone <laughs> at night, every night. Wake up in the morning scrolling through his phone. He's still scrolling. Next to his wife doing the exact same thing. And that's, just that's right. They're both just doing that. Scroll, scroll, scroll. So um, now, Sometimes I hold my wife's hand. Oh, do you? That's yeah. nice of you. Not her scrolling hand. That would be stupid. He'd get in trouble. <laughs> he would get in trouble. Yeah, that's kind of, that's a creepy, yeah, that's creeping me out now. Uh, the holding of the hand bit. <laughs> Um, okay, I don't know because <laughs> you got all the phone with one hand and scroll. I don't know who's your thumb. Hand of, your thumb who's we have an opposable thumb, and you can hold hands yeah, you know? okay. oh, and I, take photos, and well, just all one-handed. Well, we won't do the photo thing. That sounds a bit creepy. Photos of hand holding. Yes, I know who would do that. That's going to be in trouble. That's going to get no likes on Instagram. So you know, um, there'd be naked hands. <laughs> oh, hello. Uh, he Tom. after that Tom tricks his boss and <laughs> steals the weapon. I was just thinking that's funny. Uh, yeah, he he tricks the boss and uh, he steals those weapon codes. Okay, and then he's he's got them. He's got them on the laptop. Yeah, he's got a laptop and he and he jumps in the car. Like I think we've got a little bit sketchy with the timeline exactly. We have a little bit. But there. He's, he's in the car with Peter. He's gotten this information. I think actually, sorry, he's already stolen that. It happened before. Yeah. But he's gotten this information. That's right. Peter's meets him. They meet on a bench or something. And he's like, yeah, downloaded this information. And she's like, okay, you know, like she escorts him out. But we sort of know that uh, Peter's is a bit dodgy here, I think. Yeah. And uh, they get in the car and they're driving along and she's like, well, we've got to get the codes to really unleash it all. And, uh, and then she the orders truth. him, says, I w- what I want you to do now is find the codes. Yeah. And he does take a moment to sort of, huh, what? That's yeah. a bit odd way of talking to a partner. But he does it because, let's face it, like, why would you suspect that she was hijacked? You're not no. supposed to be able to hijack. No. Uh, it was mentioned there because um, Cantor's... Uh, Cantor's son was borrowing his yeah his suits. Uh, and they said, you know, but you've got to be neuroencoded and so forth. And like Cantor's like, well, I freaking designed Build this whole thing, so yeah, I know how to right. get around. Yeah. So yeah, so he he downloads these these codes, and as soon as he downloads the codes, and she sees that that's done, she calls in and says, yeah, my partner is yeah Peters has been in a car accident on the corner of Mayweather and something or other. Yeah. And of course, that's just when he looks up and sees the sign Mayweather come up. He's like, what? what? Yeah. I haven't been in a badushka yeah. and a car crash in the side of the thing. I thought it was quite nice that it wasn't a fatal car crash. It was no, relatively just, mild. Yeah. Anyway, she takes off on foot and um, he kind of gets his bearings and then he does a Bruce Willis thing. This car's trash, but he just like gets in and starts driving. Just it. like Bruce's body. You know, and, like drives up. And I love it. He like goes along the sidewalk and like takes out about four surrogates. <laughs> like do, 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 do yeah. on the front of the car. And these people are like, oh. <laughs> my, my kids were watching at that stage and I loved that scene. Yeah, it's a good fun. scene. I'd explain to them they were all robots. Yeah earlier when we were watching. It's funny. It's funny. And then, so when they saw that happen, they knew what yeah. was going on there. It was just like robots. Yeah. And yeah, you know, um, the woman, Je- Jennifer she also, then, Peters, this she's, is where she becomes Terminator. She's bouncing across rooftops. Yeah. She's jumping on top, on top of, of cars. And yeah. He shoots through the roof at her and she sort of dodges. And, yeah. She's a Terminator. Um, oh, oh, yes. She gets away. She does. Um, 
he crashes the car, but but she escapes with the coach. Yes, yeah, um, and then he hides in amongst all the mannequins, basically mm. all the the other surrogates, because he doesn't have his ID chip in. They're searching for, for ID, ID chips. chips yeah. It's like they've forgotten how to do police you know, work. Police work. Yeah. They're going, no, he's a meat bag, uh, and so they they wander off through the back. Mm. Um, so he immediately heads to Cantor's home, um, and he discovers that Cantor's like when he walks in, it's a great. He walks in, and there's all the Mannequins, the surrogates are all in those charging stations, and there's uh, the prophet. There's a couple of versions of the prophet. There's the little kid. There's um, the son. Um, so so he, the security guard as well. Security there's guard, security yeah. Guard so he like sees all these different people, and we see them too. Um, and when he gets to him, he realizes that he's also been Jennifer uh, yeah, Peters yeah. as well. So, so he, ju- he just logs off from Jennifer. Yeah. yeah. And it says, oh, it's nice to meet you flesh to flesh. Yes. Um, n- uh, oh, no, but before that, I think. Sorry, before that, Jennifer. Oh, geez, we, 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 this is a time travel movie. It is. <laughs> so before, before Tom gets to him, you know, that's the thing. It cuts from him. Jennifer um, Surrogate is at FBI headquarters and has broken into where Fat Surrey is. Yeah. And taken over. <laughs> He's got Fat Surrey. <laughs> it's fat sorry. Fat sorry is tied up. I tell you, Jennifer, why are you doing? Why don't you act like a tree and leaf? Yeah, and she's loading up the codes, uh, which is a bit of trouble. And uh, fat sorry can't do anything. He's got the gaffer tape around his big fat face. <laughs> and um, so when so so that's all happened. Here, and she's uploading these codes, and the police know it, and Stone knows it. Stone walks up, is like. What the bloody, you know, what, what are you doing here? What the here? blazers? <laughs> what the bloody hell's going on here? <laughs> or enter, you know, Reese Darby, you know, to come in. What the bloody hell's going on here? It's pretty uh, good, though, because we re- I realised at this point here that, yeah, it's going to upload the code to all the surrogates and someone like 95% of the world's population uses surrogates and, and it's going to all the surrogates. All the surrogates. And I thought, oh, this is this is big. Yeah. This is like a, like, talk about some stakes here. Yeah. Like, we're going to have 95% of the world's population killed. Mm. That would have been very, well, I was going to say really good, but I don't know if good's the right term, but it would have been very exciting. So this is where it cuts back and Cantor, you're right, Cantor's like just logging off Jennifer and um, he reveals to Tom that, look, the whole reason why he created the Surreys was for people like himself, disabled people that could live in to, the real world. To empower people. To empower them and, and live normal lives. But then when VSI took that away and they they went commercial it all became outside of what he wanted um and then you know with with everything that happened the death of his son death of his son it's like yeah. you know what what's the point of this and um so he uploads he's uploaded the things and he disconnects and he takes a cyanide pill. yeah well yeah i don't know if it's well that's chalk. what it says Killing it's uh, hang on let me look at the notes oh it does say cyanide pill it does Oh, well, it must be. I'm going to go with some. It's underlined. It's underlined. Um, (laughs) Anyway, he takes something that annihilates him. He he dies very quickly. And I like Bruce just goes, oh, well, (laughs) out of the chair. (laughs) Pulls him out of the chair, whacks the headset on, jumps in a Jennifer's body, uh, and then, like, rips the gaffer tape off. Fat, sorry. Fat knee. (laughs) And he says, you know, what's? how do I stop this? How do I stop this? What am I doing? And it's like... It's got the little countdown, yeah, the red button. The funny thing, of course, someone had to have 
This is always in the yeah, UI. Totally Someone right. had to have programmed specifically a user interface yeah. for when you're uploading <laughs> a killer virus and yes. you've got to make it red. Because it's not like that in reality. You just you press the button and it, just, it would upload it, right? Like, And it might be taken up to 100%, but there's no interface saying 5, 10, 15%. No, and, and it's not red Why and would flash, you waste that? Red and flashing. Red and flashing. 95%. Could you imagine the requirements document? You'd be the programmer there writing this thing and there'd be requirements like, okay, now we need the death screen. In the case of a deadly virus that's going to kill everyone, it's got to flash red and red, this particular red yeah. to this particular grey and yeah. the countdown has to go yellow that and That has black. to be a nine-minute countdown, okay? Yeah, okay? Nine minute. Why does it have to be nine minute? It could just take a second. No, it's a nine-minute countdown. Uh, so let me get straight. You don't want me to automatically stop a deadly virus upload. No, 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 no. No, it's got to have a countdown. It's got to have a count. And it's got to flash. <laughs> uh, okay, do you want a progress bar on that? Ooh, you can Ooh. do a progress bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure yeah, yeah. Progress would be like. really yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you do that one. Yeah, and should the one. progress bar change from red to green as it goes? Yes, please. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh. Start at green and go to red because red is like dead, okay? Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, I'll do This is really one of the weirdest <laughs> things I've had to program, but I'll do it. You're paying me on Fiverr. It's okay. I'll <laughs> yeah. just do it. <laughs> Whatevs. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that program is running in this film. And um, he, uh, he is asking, Fat, sorry, does, how do we stop this running program? <laughs> and uh, he, said, he thinks about it. He thinks about it for a fair bit, doesn't he? He has a bit of a think, Fat, sorry. He goes for a few percentage. And then he realizes that he could not stop. He can't stop it, but he could insulate he could, the users he do his, his buffering he calls he do, it buffer them yeah, which is, buffer it them. basically disconnects the the people from their um, yeah the going right back good control. little uh, what do they call it a, a white herring or whatever going right back to what he said earlier in the story that well it's a bit morally grey but I can pause them yes. so I can like buffer them I can just stop them in their tracks yeah, and yeah, it stops, stops the signal going back yeah, and forward yeah. so if when this virus goes off yeah the it virus obviously it wouldn't. won't be able to feed back yeah. to the person. Kind of is... like a sneeze that doesn't happen, I suppose. So oh, I hate that. Uh, 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 I'm stopping. I'm disconnecting from. You the stop thing. at the arch and yeah. then get to the ooh. Yeah, everyone hates that. Um, so he does that, and uh, it does insulate. It does work, and then he then fat sorry is telling him, well, then you've got to like stop it all, otherwise all the surrogates will die. And there's a great big yes no button, sorry as <laughs> yeah. well. Again, that's been programmed. Funny in, right? thing is, it's like yeah, okay, just press yes. And like yes was already highlighted. You yeah. only had to press enter, but instead he put the finger over Y, <laughs> yeah, which probably wouldn't have worked. It it's was very probably... DOS mode, isn't it? It's like back in the old days of Y, and yeah, Y N. and N. It probably would have been an enter key, yeah, uh, or a touch screen. But yeah. you know, you'd imagine it would be touch screen in this destroy version. all surrogates or no, yeah. or so... keep all the surrogates alive. <laughs> yeah, so. He's... So yeah, all Surrey's dead. All Surrey's alive. All Surrey's dead. All Surrey's alive. I know, and, it, and I was looking at that going. It'd be oh, a little three D image of you circling around. This this is good. This is good. Uh, I hope he destroys all surrogates mm. uh, because I love it when movies do something big. Yeah, yeah. They like um, who was it? Uh, Fight Club and spoiler warning. Uh, in case you haven't seen Fight Club, at the end they pause gonna, now. Go yeah, watch it. Go back. They're going to destroy. <laughs> It's almost science fiction. It's psychology. Yeah, but yeah. they're going to destroy all the banking infrastructure. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So they wipe out all debt. Yeah. Which would be interesting. And he stops Tyler Durden. Is that yeah. his name? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Tyler Durden. But it's only to 
cure himself of his split personality mm. because in the background you still see explosions yeah and these big buildings yeah and I, and I just went oh that's too cool yeah because you know there's like we don't know what the outcome of that is no but it's very cool that it happened and the same with this I was like going oh please have them destroyed and sure enough hits the no don't save the uh, yeah, surrogates sorry. and then and my kids just piss themselves laughing <laughs> all these people just like yeah city streets full of people there's everyone just plopped on really the well done that hey because they just like went clunk yeah plop 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 good plop, sound on effects. the ground yeah. cars rolled off the road and they didn't have big massive accidents they've got fire no. safes in the cars yeah, obviously yeah. And but there was a few crashes yeah, they, they and things rolled off yeah. and banged into stuff and yeah and yeah it's just like people everywhere just dropping like flies. and the thing is like the i mean they showed a bit of that but it, like there would have been some more crashes wouldn't there i mean like train drivers or anything you know like yeah honestly. they said no fatalities have been recorded and i was like mm, that seems a little bit too sugar yeah. sweet there would be i think there'd be something what because flying a plane yeah but there would just be surrogates on board but you've you've got to yeah, think there must okay, be so. uh, really that many people not anyway so yeah. i I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I suppose that's the thing. If, everyone, was, was a, if everyone is a surrogate, well, then it hasn't really killed any surrogates, has it? Yes, a, plane a, lot of, a lot of material damage. Yeah. Because, as you said, aeroplanes, you know, ships, Trains and ships. Trains, and, yeah. all the rest of it would be just going all over the place. Yeah. But then all the people started to come out yeah, of their homes and they're all wearing, like, pajamas, robes and slippers and they're all looking a little bit scruffy yeah. and unkempt. Um yeah, and it's great. And they're sort of walking out, looking at stuff and poking at the surrogates. Yeah. And we hear the news report over top, uh, essentially confirming that, yeah, all around the world, Beijing, Paris and, and so forth, the same things happened. All the surrogates have gone offline, which means that the news reporter must have been doing that. He must have been. And then returning home, Tom does share an emotional embrace with Maggie, his wife, in her real form. His wife. Yeah. yeah, so they do actually have a moment. And I hope that they put away all the kids' stuff and remodel the room as like a yeah an office. Well, I mean, I guess the, the film, and then that's pretty much, as you say, the film ends with that aerial view of just everyone collapsed and, you know, that's they're on their own. They've got no idea. VSI has, not, has gone quiet, got no response to it. Yeah, so. they're asking when the surrogate system will come back online and VSI is like, nope. Don't know. Three days. <laughs> Three days, everything will be okay. But then rotting corpses in the street, maybe. Yeah, who knows? Well, the surrogates. The surrogates, yeah. But they, they designed them to rot just to be disgusting. That's right. Yes. Well, it was like a, a, a zombie apocalypse at the end, wasn't it? It was very much like that. And, and that would be interesting if then the surrogates retained some base level of intelligence and went mm. mad. Well, they did jack up. They're like just going to jack them off and they're back the hole. Because <laughs> <laughs> there'd be a few jack-off parties there where people would have been caught mid-jack. Yes, mid-jack. Okay. okay, with the latter results, uh, for me, Surrey, I am putting my Surrey at number 14. Surrey gets us coming in at number 14. Ah, it's coming in hard and fast. It's coming in. I reckon middle of the range for this one. It's pretty much mid-range, just a little bit below it. So... Above it, I've got the Beyond, and below it, I've got Darkest Dawn. Um, I feel like it fits in there quite well because it's kind of a, you know, I liked the idea of surrogates. I like the idea of it, um, you know, investigating that 
social issues that we have as humans, like social media. Um, but yeah, so I'm putting it in at number 14. How about yourself? Uh, you're just under Gantz, above After Earth, um, surrogates. Nice. Uh, and as I said, I, I'm kind of... I'm kind of not happy with having this ladder now. I, 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 I want to redesign it. Because, redesign it. Well, we might now, for 2021. Because you go in there and you just finish watching a film and you go, was this better than Cargo? Or, yeah. or not better, but was this more influential on me than Cargo? Or yeah. was it, did I, did it pull me in like, you know, Paul? Or you're like, yeah. I'm not sure how, how to address this because they're also very different. They are. But uh, yeah, we're gonna we are gonna do a. I think we need to have to do a redress of this. That that might happen in some sort of super secret special episode that super secret special people can get a hold of. Oh, hello. Or it could just be like episode you know forty three or something. <laughs> <laughs> Our next episode is we're, a we're super special there. episode. We're getting there, and we've mentioned this a couple of times now. I think where we've we said we're gonna we're looking at some some exciting things or some changes, some ways of. Of soup and stuff up a bit, and I think we'll get there. Changes in the new year. We're already doing that. Changes, changes. So, what about the science behind surrogates? Sorry, the science. Well, we've spoken a little bit about this at the start there when it comes to things like social media and uh, our desire to have avatars. And we haven't done the movie Avatar, have we? Because that's much the same sort of deal, isn't it? Where they've got these. Well, they do have an avatar, yeah. Bodies that they inhabit. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's interesting. Uh, the only thing I sort of really think about with this film is some of the psychological experiments or well, you know, psychosomatic experiments that have been done. Uh, yeah. I'm sure you've seen now on YouTube this gag. It's the rubber hand gag. Uh, well, gag. Well, it's an experiment. It's, it's a famous experiment. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who did it first. Jeez. So uh, well done. But the idea is basically you put uh, your two hands on a bench. So okay. a person will put the hands on the bench. Yeah. Uh, but one hand is, you know, off to the, say the left hand is off to the side. And then there'll be a, a screen hiding that arm. And in just on this side of the screen is a rubber arm. And then someone will touch the rubber hand and your real hand at the same time oh, yeah, in the yeah. same place relative. Yep. And they'll like, like stroke your fingers and, and tap and touch and use different uh, like feathers and, and um, scratchy like hairbrushes and you know, different sensations. And you'll do that for a little while so that when you're, you're touching you know, the ring finger of the rubber hand, you're touching, someone is touching the ring finger in the same way on your real hand. And essentially your consciousness transfers to the rubber hand. Because oh. then what will happen very suddenly, someone will like hit the rubber hand with a mallet and invariably the person screams. They don't feel any real pain, but they have the exact same reflex as if someone has just struck their real hand and they, they hold their hand up to look at it and inspect. Like it's, a, it's an unconscious thing because they have genuinely um, extended their consciousness and awareness into this rubber hand. Yeah, right. Because the brain can't, the brain's not nearly as clever as we like to think it is. Uh, it's feeling touches that it associates with touches to the finger yeah. and it can see a hand that is approximately in the right spot being touched on the finger. Yeah. Therefore, that's yours. 
And we get this also in other YouTube videos that you might see where you might see the, you know, the greatest ball shots of all time where you'll see the skateboarder ollie up onto a rail, the skateboard will slip aside, they'll hit onto the rail painfully, fall off onto their skateboard, fall down onto the ground. <laughs> and I, I don't think there's anyone out there who doesn't at some point in watching this series of videos where people continually get hit <laughs> in the nuts, you don't start wincing and, and shuddering in sympathy. And it's the same deal as that you start inhabiting their body. Yeah, and right. it doesn't have to be nut, nut shots. But there's, there's any of those ones where you're like, you see them dancing on the table, you know they're about to fall off. And they do, and the table hits them in the back. And you, it almost feels painful. You, yeah. you have that reaction, that response. So if we're talking these surrogates, then it wouldn't take a lot. And not, it wouldn't take as much as we might think in order to be able to inhabit the body of a robotic mm. surrogate. Yeah, right. And I... I think also we get the same thing, for example, you're saying, oh, yes, but it's a machine. It's different. But think about when you're learning to drive a car. Initially, yeah. if you're trying to judge where you are in a car park or uh, in the lane on a road or where the middle line of the lane is, you first have to, you're really concentrating when you're first learning to drive. Or if yeah. you get into an unfamiliar car, like a big yeah. truck or something. But very quickly, you start to almost just intuitively know the boundaries and limits. It's very true. And, you know, you, you're pulling into car parks and straightening up and, and doing reverse parking and you're doing stuff almost, you can, you swear you can feel the location yeah. of that. So we do have this amazing power. Like, I don't know if other animals have it. And I think, I think they probably do to some extent. To be able to you project consciousness. The, the fact that our arm is physically connected to us with nerves and muscle seems to be only accidental. Mm. Um, there was a previous previous episode here. I think it was the um, the Beyond where they have they, they're putting the people on just they doing people two point yeah, the, the brain goes into the yeah. And, yeah. and I, in there, I talked about there was a, a, a human brain interface experiment where the guy was. Um, concentrating on, on using his thoughts to spell out words. And the guy goes away, you know, after a big heavy session of doing this, doing, doing this like practicing these particular two words, distinguishing yep. between the two of them. Uh, the experimenter goes away and comes back and the guy says, you know, can I have a glass of water or something? Yeah. And it's like none of that was in the test and, you know, it was, it was a spontaneous... Um, transference of the person's mind into controlling this. So there is a, a genuine thought, and it happens with, uh, and I'd like to hear from anyone who's missing a limb and has a prosthetic, but there's a genuine transference of consciousness where people with prosthetics, for example, do become uh, in time quite agile with them. Uh, yeah. Even though they're not, they get no sensation or anything like that, they're able to nonetheless uh, physically place them in relative to their relation to their body, you know, like they can close their eyes, touch their nose with a fake hand, which if you couldn't, if you couldn't uh, imagine placing that your, yourself in inhabiting that fake hand, then you wouldn't be able to touch your nose with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's, that's where I was going with this surrogates here. It's, it's very interesting. And um, I can't wait to hear more 
in the field of science because some of the experiments I showed at the start, that 14 years ago, they're real experiments. So the monkey controlling the arm to get the food and things, yeah. So it's it even happens, I guess, when you're talking about uh, neuroplasticity with stroke victims. Yeah, and well, and and also there has been more and more surgeries, haven't there? Of like, there was a guy that had a, I think, a face transplant. Face transplant. Um, but all of that involves that kind of, you know, external, you know, one person's perception and their neuro wiring into that new limb, and whether that's going to work or not. You know, yeah, like, whether whether you're going to accept that it is yeah, you. Yeah. So that that's in the reality in surrogates we're talking about. You know, machines that are walking around yeah, whole, outside of whole us. Whole body transplantation, basically. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting thing. Projecting you know? your mind, but in but it also, you know, like it's, it, on one side, I see this film as not that far fetched. You know, like it really doesn't feel that far fetched. But then on another way, we haven't really probably got robotics that are that sophisticated yet, have we? No, no, the movements and control—it's uh, getting there, and like. I- in this film, it's it's you know the, you know everyone is going for the photoshopped younger version of themselves, but the I mean the I presume the film doesn't go into you know uh, that you know we see them dancing and we see them doing things like they're very and they're making out and all this kind of thing. So you presume that these robots can almost do everything, can't you? You know, mm. like and and actually there's that <laughs> you know that when they first go to that apartment, they're looking for the woman at the the blonde the hot blonde at the start they go to her apartment the owner or the landlord or whatever yeah. like she's like oh i'm in a surrogate that that's like a rental a loner yeah. a loner and i can't she can't open the keys you know it can't sorry with the keys she can't open the door and she's like oh you know she's got big fat fingers yeah. <laughs> and she goes oh can you do it and it's like so that that's the initial style of robot, isn't it? And then it's like, but these robots, like they they they're just like a human. You know? it's, like, it's also funny though that she, rather than turning up in her flesh, she uh, because still because, goes her, out in because the robot. her surrogate is in the shop, you think, you know, okay, my car's in the shop, I'll just you know ride a bike or I'll walk. Walk, yeah, <laughs> yeah, nah. No, I'm gonna, still going to lend out a loan. Going to yeah. get this real crappy, like it had no hair. It just yeah. had like, it looked a bit creepy even. It did because it, it was like, like a face on a robot. Big rubber finger hand thing that couldn't manipulate the key properly. And yeah. it's just like she'd rather do that than just walk there herself yes. and be there in person. <laughs> so, yeah, even for police officers, you know, like, you know, she's still willing to do that. So. But it's pretty advanced robotics, isn't it? Oh, like it's, the level it's, that they're at. It's very, because you look at what we have and the big issue is uh, moving a three-dimensional object through multiple rotations and, and axes of, of movement in a three-dimensional space over time to achieve goals. Yeah. It's really hard to map that sort of thing out. It's, you know, mapping things in a, three, a real three-dimensional space is, is difficult. Humans the, weight do it, of, the weight of a technology like... Oh well, yeah, literal weight of a robot. Yeah, these things you know. aren't light, and they yeah. showed that when the surrogates got ripped apart, they yeah. had clearly a technology that is beyond what we have. Yeah. Like the, it looked almost organic, you know, biological. Yeah. There were sort of tubes and squiggly bits and the green fluid. There's always green or blue <laughs> green fluid. fluid. For some reason, they, they always choose one of those two colors. They Although do. I guess in Alien, it's that white milk, white waxy milk. Yeah. sort of stuff. Um. But also, like, I was thinking of that, 
it's cool when Bruce Willis, when he's forced to then after the hospital, he comes out with Peters and he walks down the street and she's like, oh, you don't even have anything for the anxiety. And he's kind of walking down the street and it's like he's the robot. He's the alien in the street. Yeah, he's, because people are bumping into him. People, the robots are bumping into him and stuff like this. But you'd also imagine like, I don't think they emphasized it, but these robots, like when we see when Bruce Willis like being able to jump and and Peter's like they can jump on top of a car and they do like they're they're Terminators. So if you actually did walk down the street and you didn't walk in their kind of style, you would be an alien and you probably would get bumped over, wouldn't oh, you? you know, like, be, and they would annihilate you. you that'd know? be heavy. They'd be like being hit by a, by a car. rugby player or something yeah. like dunk. Yeah, every time. But I liked that. I liked that he kind of, when he walked down the street, he was kind of, uh, you know, bumping into them and, and bumping into things. Okay, and next week we have... Replicas. Gano <laughs> Reeves. Okay. And... <laughs> there we go. Hugo says replicas. That's one bark up for Hugo. Yes. Saying replicas is a go. Till then, see ya. Bye.